This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen. I'm the president of World Ministries International, as well as Eagles Saving Nations. Please go to my website, worldministries.org. That is worldministries.org. We need your support to stay on this local station, wherever you're watching or listening on the warning program. Welcome. I want to talk about a little bit today about the situation in Israel. I have with me Dr. E.J. Buckhart. Dr. Buckhart used to fly Northwest Airlines, flew jumbo jets, was a captain of the 747 and was a captain and flew with them, I should say, with Northwest for 32 years. Uh, Now he's been with me for about 25 years. And he's the dean of our Bible school. Uh, welcome, E.J. Thank you. Again, I want to talk a little bit about the situation in Israel in the world today. Now, the world is facing the possibility, I believe, of a nuclear war. October 7, 2023, Hamas infiltrated Israel through Gaza, initially killing over 1,400 Jews. Over 250 were kidnapped, women were raped, over 40 babies beheaded. As I worked on this pastoral article, the war is escalating, drawing more nations into the conflict. The government of Israel not only formally declared war on Hamas, but is bombing targets in Gaza as well as Hezbollah targets. The United States has also bombed targets in Syria. And Israel is preparing for and has started a military invasion of Gaza. Now, EJ, you've been with me to Israel many, many times. We were just in Israel a few months ago. As I'm a member of the Knesset Christian Allies Caucus, I go there every year. We talk about world peace, peace also in Israel with their Arab neighbors, peace with uh, Jews and Christians. And so it's a very important meeting that I go to every year. We were there three full days. You took a camera. uh, You filmed. I did interviews in the Knesset. But uh, we talked with world leaders for three days. At that time, everything was peaceful. EJ? Yes, Yes, it was. And it's interesting now that all the times that we were there, Basically, even though we, there were some tensions around there, but you walked around, you know, you had no fear whatsoever. Uh, we never heard the sirens. We were down in areas where they had all the bomb shelters, but fortunately, we never had to have the sirens go off. But, uh, and now that we've been there and uh, now we see what's taking place there, it really touches home that what's going on. Well, not only have you flown with me, as I meet yearly in the Knesset, but we have gone all through Israel and we've gone right up to the Gaza Strip uh, to Starot. Yes. We've been there probably uh, eight or ten times uh, as we interviewed people living in Starot. And Starot is one mile from the Gaza. If you hear the siren, what you alluded to, you have 15 seconds to find a bomb shelter. There are bomb shelters everywhere, including... Uh, where children play in the park. Correct. Uh, and the bomb shelters look like toys, like centipedes and other animals. And if you heard the siren, you have 15 seconds 
to get into a bomb shelter. And so those people live in those conditions. And we we were there again, uh, not only interviewing people on television, but uh, wanting. And we took a dentist with us who works with us and uh, to start a dentist uh, office over there, clinic to treat these people because they they had all of the symptoms of of uh, the stress from being in war and teeth yes. rotted everything yes. and so you remember those days oh yes now we were also in this uh kibbutz interviewing shy hermish now shy hermas is a friend of mine amen and i met him in the knesset uh, Shai Hermish, an Israeli politician who served as a member of the Knesset between 2006 and 2013. He was chairman of the Israeli branch of the World Jewish Congress, also a member of the World Jewish Congress Executive Committee. He was the mayor of that very kibbutz. Correct. Now, I took you there several times. We did television. We went right into his home, and Shai Hermish. Uh, until recently, we did not know if he was alive or dead, Correct. because that's the kibbutz that they massacred people. That's true. And what I like to tell the people that here in America, that, you know, when something touches home, and the reason Shai Hermish in this kibbutz touches us, because we, we were there, we stayed there, we visited with them, we were in, actually filmed inside of his bomb shelter, inside of his home. He took us around the whole kibbutz, and so it was something that we know. And, and people can sit back and say, oh, it's, it's sad that this has taken place, because they don't know the people. And I remember as a pilot one time, I was told the TWA had crashed, and they said, yeah, big deal. And no, he says, no, we lost an airplane too that day, the Northwest lost it, and three pilots got killed in the airplane. And then all of a sudden we got quiet because when you find out you have a friend or people you know are under this kind of attack and happen to get killed, it touches home. That hurt. And so you and I can hurt for Shai Hermes and all these people there because we met many of them. And it touches home. And I just want you people to understand when you have to take this thing serious about Hamash. Because if you knew somebody there, you wouldn't just set aside, oh, big deal, nothing's going on. It does. It hurts. Well, he was inside, barricaded for 20 hours. Yes, he was. Uh, they did not get in. He finally <laughs> escaped. But his son, yeah, his son, <clears throat> Omer was killed yes outside his home right there in that very yep. kibbutz like you said we've gone all the way through there he's actually communicated with me i've reached out to him good he's invited me to israel amen and so ladies and gentlemen he wants me to be a guest in his home now i want you to consider sending finances so we can go to Israel I can go to Israel I can be with Shai and we can see what we can do to help rebuild uh, what was destroyed people's lives so I really am going to need your help now I want to go over a little bit so you understand what's going on you might not understand according to wikipedia.org Goldemir May 3, 1898 to December 8, 1978, was an Israeli politician and one of the founders of the State of Israel. She served as a Minister of Labor, Foreign Minister, and the fourth Prime 
minister of Israel. I'm giving you a little background so you're not confused because you're seeing a lot of lies. And uh, I, you need to understand what's going on. Amen. There was no such thing as Palestinians, according to Golda Meir. When there was an independent Palestinian people, when was there? With a Palestinian state, she asked, when? See, it's never happened. It was either Syrian before the First World War, and then it was Palestinian or Palestine leading, including Jordan. Palestine, including Jordan. Jordan was Palestine. It was not as though there was a Palestinian people in Palestine considering itself as Palestinian people. No. And we came and threw them out and took their country away. No, that never happened because there was no Palestinian people. They did not exist, she says. As quoted in the Sunday Times, 15 June 1969, also in the Washington Post, 16 June 1969. Now, Golda Meir said, when were Palestinians born? What was all of this area before the First World War when Britain got the mandate over Palestine? What was Palestine then? Palestine was then the area between the Mediterranean and the Iraqian border. Eastern West Bank was Palestine. I am a Palestinian. From 1921 to 1948, I carried a Palestinian passport. This is the Prime Minister of Israel. There was no such thing in this area as Jews and Arabs and Palestinians. No. There were only Jews and Arabs. Iron Lady of Israel Politics, Themes TV, 1970. The Jews have been in Jerusalem since 1200 B.C., long before Islam was created in 610, after Christ. This is over 1800 years after the Jews had already been living in Israel today, including what they call the occupied territories and those areas in dispute. E.J.? Yeah, even those people that are called Palestinians, they have they have many places to go. I mean, they could go all over Saudi Arabia. They've got plenty of homeland, but nobody will take them because they have an agenda. That agenda is to wipe out the Jews and then eventually wipe out the Americans. Well, Egypt won't take them in. Jordan won't take them in. Jordan had them in yep. and fought and threw them out at one time because of their agenda. Right. And so uh, they were giving Jordan problems. And so Jordan and were fighting them, physically killing each other. And they won and threw Yasser Arafat out. Now... The reality is Jerusalem belongs to God. Second Chronicles 6, 6, Yet I have chosen Jerusalem, that my name may be there, and I have chosen David to be over my people, Israel. Second Chronicles 33, 4, He also built altars in the house of the Lord, of which the Lord said, In Jerusalem shall my name be forever. Isaiah 52, 1, God redeems Jerusalem as a holy city. Awake, awake, put on your strength, O Zion, put on your beautiful garments, O Jerusalem, the holy city, for the uncircumcised and the unclean shall no longer come to you. Isaiah 126, I will restore your judges as at the first and your counselors as at the beginning. 
Afterwards, you shall be called the city of righteousness, the faithful city. Isaiah 29.1. Woe to Jerusalem, the fireplace of God. Woe to Ariel, to Ariel, the city where David dwelt. Add year to year, let feast come around. Now, what am, I, what am I doing? I'm going over the history. Why is there a fight? Because God says he owns Jerusalem. He owns it. And everything is going to be centered at Jerusalem. Why? Because we're in a spiritual battle. Heaven, hell, Satan, God. Amen. And everything is going to be focused on Jerusalem, the epic center, to show who is the real God, Satan or God himself, Amen. Jesus Christ, the God of the Bible. It's all coming down to who is going to truly rule and reign throughout eternity. Isaiah 31, 9. He shall cross over to his stronghold for fear, and his princesses shall be afraid of the banner, says the Lord, whose fire is in Zion and whose furnace is in Jerusalem. Jeremiah 3, 17, at that time, Jerusalem shall be called the throne of the Lord, and all the nations shall be gathered to it, to the name of the Lord, to Jerusalem. No more shall they follow the dictates of their evil hearts. <clears throat> Zechariah 12, 2, behold, I will make Jerusalem a cup of poison to all the surrounding peoples when they lay siege against Judah and Jerusalem. Zechariah 12, 3. And it shall happen in that day that I will make Jerusalem a very heavy stone for all peoples. All who would have it heave it away shall surely be cut in pieces. Though all the nations of the earth are gathered against it. You know, prob problem EJ is that nations are fighting for Jerusalem, but God says Jerusalem is mine. And Satan wants to take over where God owns the land. And people have to understand that this uh, Hamas situation is strictly demonically controlled. It's Satan versus God. We know who's going to win in the final, but in the meantime, there's going to be a, a lot of destruction. But people have to understand, you can't stand with Hamas. you got to stand with Israel. Otherwise, you're going to come under judgment as well. Real problem is mankind is witnessing a clash of spiritual kingdoms with Jerusalem in the bullseye. Heaven versus hell. Jesus versus Satan. Religions versus relationship with God. Jerusalem has always throughout history been the reason for fighting. Whether it's the Babylonians, the Persians, the Greeks, the Romans, the Crusaders, the Turks, and the British Empire. Each of them had a, have had problems controlling Jerusalem. Only when the Jews have controlled Jerusalem has there been peace. peace. Because God gave Jerusalem to the Jews as caretakers for him. Now, Jerusalem is a holy place to the Jews. Jerusalem is mentioned 667 times in the Old Testament. 139 times in the New Testament. For a total of 806 times in the Bible. In the Quran, Jerusalem is not mentioned once. EJ? Yeah, it's true that, uh, you know, God is the God of peace. And the devil is the opposite. 
And so we're, long as the devil still has some rules and reigning in this nation or in the world, we're going to have this type of problems. And uh, they will never take over Jerusalem. God will put an end to it sooner or later. And I tell people, you better be on God's side and not on the side of Satan when this happens. It, it's, it's coming. I think we may even see it in our lifetime where this will take place. Hamas. The Arabic Islamic Resistance Terrorist Organization. It lives up to its name of violence. It is formed in 1987 to remove, destroy the Jews from Israel. The name Hamas itself is in the Bible. The Hebrew word Hamas means an act of aggression. Headline News, Pixabay. Real plan of Hamas, kill every Jew and every Christian on earth, unquote. In the charter, Hamas reads, from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. Hamas is a terrorist Islamic organization who does not want a two-state solution. The Israeli government has offered a two-state solution five different times. And Hamas has always turned it down they want all of the land. They don't want a two-state solution. They want to wipe out the Jews. They are a genocidal, racist organization. Genocide. They want no peace till the Jews are killed or subjugated. Even the Arabs who live in the Gaza Strip now call themselves Palestinians. They don't want Hamas to control them as they are abused. They are afraid to come against Hamas themselves. Hamas controls the Gaza Strip as Israel gave its sovereignty to them in 2005. Hamas, like a cruel dictator, has used the land and its citizens to fulfill their demonic, hate-filled anger against the Jews and the Christians. Look at this. Hamas has controlled the Gaza Strip since 2005. All you hear on, on fake media, the lying media, is how the Jews are controlling the Gaza Strip. Hamas has been in control of the Gaza Strip since 2005. They're the ones that abuse the Palestinian people. EJ? And John Carlson show here the other day, I was riding my car, I was listening to him, and he says, most people don't know this, but Hamas has killed more of their, their people, of the, the Palestinians, than, have, than they've killed of Jews. They've killed more of their own people. It is so satanic. And I think that what we need to do as a church, we've got to remember, the first thing they want to do is kill the Jews. But you also refer twice to the Christians. Hey, folks, they're coming after us, too. So we got to stop them. we got to pray for Israel and pray for Netanyahu and the army of Israel that they will be able to totally defeat Hamas in the Gaza Strip. Totally. The leaders of Hamas have stolen the wealth and assets of the people, using them as pawns and human shields in their quest to wipe out the Jews. They don't care. <coughs> human shields. Yep. They don't care about casualties. They put their headquarters and their ammunitions right inside hospitals, inside mosques. They don't care. Nope. <coughs> Genesis 6.13, and God said to Noah, The end of the flesh has come before me, for the earth is filled with violence, Hamas, 
through them. Behold, I'll destroy them with the earth. <clears throat> the earth was filled with violence, sin, immorality, and God decided to judge mankind through the flood who were not righteous. I'm prophesying that Hamas will be defeated, destroyed as evil men were defeated and destroyed before the flood for their sinful violence. I'll tell you what, Hamas, before it is over, before Jesus returns, is going to be destroyed. I believe it with all my heart. Well, it's scripture that when God comes, when he says, okay, enough's enough, enough's enough, I'm coming now, just like he did in the flood days, he says, enough's enough, I will wipe it out. And that's the same thing that's going to happen because our evil, right now, presently, evil's been good and good's been evil. Even, not only just where the mass is at, but you just look at our culture in America, how evilness has taken over and they're calling it good and supporting it. And God's going to say pretty soon, folks, enough's enough. And I pray, boy, people, that you understand this and you repent and you get yourself right with the Lord or otherwise you're going to come under this same judgment. I'm reading from an article, The Survival of Shai Hermish on October 7th. It says, Jurgen also tried. Now, he's the president of the International Christian Embassy Jerusalem. He's a friend of mine. We both serve on the Knesset Christian Allies Caucus. He failed to reach Shai Hermish. I have been trying, and I finally reached him. Not long ago, he received a recorded phone message through a mutual friend with a desperate voice of Shai Hermish speaking from his safe room in the kibbutz, Kafar Haza. Somehow he and his wife managed to hide as outside Hamas terrorists were slaughtering many of their neighbors. After 20 hours in their safe room, they were finally able to escape to safety in the middle of the night. 20 hours, EJ. Oh. We've been in that very yeah. safe room. Yep. I interviewed him in that very yes. safe room. We ate with him and his wife in their very house. Yes. Says 10 days later, we caught up with Shai at a kibbutz in central Israel where many of the Kafar Aza survivors were sheltered. And he gave uh, a transcript, an interview on how he survived that day. It says, what happened on Shabbat morning was what we used to have a heavy rocket attack more heavier than we knew before but we know what to do all the families everywhere walk to their sheltered room everyone in their apartments but when it ended by a boom we left the sheltered room we returned to the salon the living room uh, the technique of the terrorists in order to penetrate under the cover of the rocket attack as families returned to their salons, their homes, they were surprised and were attacked by the terrorists they slaughtered family after family no soldiers were arriving for until four hours later. There is an emergency unit in every kibbutz. They used to have rifles in order to protect us until the army joins in. So the first, I say, pro protective wall crashed down. I don't know whether it's the first or second. I think it's first one in the border fence, which we can. We are still under shock how it happened. Israel invested five billion shekels on the buffer wall, and it fell down in 30 minutes. Shai Hermesh, it's more complicated. 
they've been a, so sophisticated that a part of them were running in the road. They started shooting, killing families. They were just at the beginning. Now they put an ambush at the gate. When the first unit of an army arrived there and opened the gate, they shot them. Four of the soldiers were killed. The army couldn't imagine that one unit of terrorists could penetrate our community by putting an ambush at the gate. So the gate was then open and they could come in. Anyway, he tells about the slaughter. He tells about the slaughter. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I need to fly to Israel to meet with the leaders to discuss strategy for reconstruction and lasting peace. Also, to see what we can do to help rebuild their lives and communities that were destroyed near the Gaza. Please send as much money as you can to help us fly to Israel to help the people living in Israel. This is a unique once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to be involved not only in praying for the peace of Jerusalem, but in helping to bring peace and to rebuild the lives of the people in Israel that have been devastated. Once again, send your support as soon as possible. I need to organize a trip there. 360-629-5248. Tell them when you call in, I want to give this money so Dr. Hansen can go to Israel. Also, worldministries.org. That's worldministries.org. Worldministries.org. You can help me via support through worldministries.org. We have all ways that you can help us. PayPal, Zelle, all credit cards. I need to get to Israel. I need to be able to help when I get there to help rebuild their lives. So please give your very best offering. Closing comments, CJ. I'm looking forward to going with you, I think, to over there to see. I saw a picture of, of uh, Shai Humer's home. Totally, totally destroyed. He's lost everything. And how many people around here have lost everything? And we need to help. This is a time for the Christian church to rise. You're not going to take your money with you. You're going to leave it behind. So let's help those people that are suffering. Like you, if your family is suffering, you'd want to help. Again, please help. Please help now. 360-629-5248. Help me now, please. Amen. Or worldministries.org. That is worldministries.org. Once again, worldministries.org. Credit cards, PayPal, Zelle, Help. You can even send me an old-fashioned check. Address it to WMI. Address, P.O. Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. Again, World Ministries International. P.O. Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. Once again, World Ministries International. P.O. Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. Address the check to WMI. And put in the bottom for Israel. And we'll know it's to get me there and help us when we get there to help them rebuild their lives. May God richly bless you. Help us now. Pray for the peace of Israel. Help us rebuild the lives of the people of Israel. May God richly bless you. <laughs>